In tonight's episode of Drive with Woody Fit and Bauer Power, we talk about rough days at work, weight classes, will Nate go up a class, or will he stay with the 148s? Or, dare I say, go down a class. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I don't think he's very serious about that. No, no. I, I most likely, I, I, I most likely <laughs> won't go down. That would be one, one, I think it's 115. 115 or 132 Dang. it's 132 i'd have to cut below 132 and that would be that's like 12 pounds i'd have to lose oh yeah nope no thanks i don't think that's a good idea no uh we also talk about knee wraps and knee sleeves mm-hmm. talk and about that again again this is like the second again. one again this is uh something that we're both kind of experimenting with a little bit mm-hmm. so you might hear about that again. Definitely. And we talk about managing time when life calls, yes. handling different scenarios and how it might affect your training and different approaches you might take. That was a favorite part of this episode for me because it kind of just like reminds us like just keep it in perspective. You know what I mean? Just just it is what it is, you know, and you got to make priorities at some point. And you'll never, you know, you will never, as a as a father, or as a parent, or as an uncle, you will never be able to just um, focus on fitness. And, you know, there's like stuff will always come up that you'll have to prioritize that out a little bit um, for for other things. And I think it's good to keep that in perspective. It keeps everything, keeps it healthy. Yeah, 100%. We do it to make our lives better, but if it's taking away from other areas of our life, it's not making our life better. So Very well said. And we dig into that more in mm-hmm. the episode. So have a listen and let us know what you think. Leave us a good review. All right. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Drive with Woody Fit and Bauer Power. <laughs> well, no, I think it... Um, it is a merger. It's a merger. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and, yeah, it's just stressful. And, you know, you have people there telling you how to do your job and telling you that you're doing your job wrong, even though the way that you're doing your job is, you know, good for your particular store. And, um, you know, you guys can operate the best doing it the way that you're doing it. But because it's not perfectly SOP you're wrong and now you need to change it and it's like oh it's just like you want to pull your hair out with some of these yeah things. especially if you've been somewhere for a while or you're used to doing mm-hmm. things a certain way um yeah you know like the company that i work for now i got hired with them after their merger but uh okay. the two companies had a kind of a different way of operating the company that the original company had more of a mentality of everybody does everything. There were no real, like, specialists. So you could give mm-hmm. anybody any job, and they would be able to handle it because right. they'd seen it before. Um, and also the hiring standards were very high. I mean, I'm not sure if it's true, but the recruiter said that it's harder to get on with my company than it is to get into Harvard. 
Um, wow. Like I said, I don't know if that's true. Recruiters tend to say a lot of things, but <clears throat> it, right, it's right, right. definitely not easy to get on with this company. Uh, the wow. other company was that's uh, impressive. <laughs> definitely not to the same standard, and so mm-hmm. they're still like four or five years later struggling with the transition and how to get everyone to work together, how to lead everyone. Um, it's a struggle, dude. I mean, mergers are tough. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, my my boss is somebody who I would very easily follow follow into the follow into battle. Yeah. Um, let's say. And um you know, he's got probably 12 or 15 years of experience of running a, sh- a store. Yeah. And um you know, he has a trainer. He has his own trainer with him. Um you know, he's been running he's been running store a store for like I said 12 12 to 15 years and his trainer um the guy that corporate you know said here go and train this guy has been in the industry for 4 years right so <laughs> it's it's a little bit like uh you know I'll, I'll absorb what I can and then you know take the rest as a grain of salt um you know, and I mean, this is the only this is the only industry that I've been in, and it's been eight years I've been in the industry, seven years that I've been with the company that I'm with in October to be seven years that I've been at this at this particular um, store. You know, we st- we've merged names two times since I've been there, but um, you know, I've got more time in the industry than this guy, but. Yeah, I mean, he's got more experience than me, but you know, it's it's fun. It was it's, it was funny to see, um, you know, a guy with four years of experience in the industry training my boss, who has twelve years of running, you know, stores. Right. It's just it's funny. It, it's very <laughs> funny to see. Um, and it's and yeah, experience is a weird thing to you know. I mean, I I know guys that have twice my experience that. I mean, not to sound cocky, but I can work them into the ground. I mean, not mm-hmm. not as far as like, and I'm not talking like physically, because that, I mean, if someone right, has twice right. the amount of experience, obviously they're older. I, I'm mm-hmm. speaking in terms of being able to handle about any kind of job you throw at me. Now, don't get me wrong, I got my weaknesses just like anybody else, but, you know, there are of also course, times yeah. that sometimes you get these guys that are like brand new or like they're pretty junior in the field and they ask questions that just make you think like I know me personally I I'm always trying to work on this but I really have to consciously fight not being defensive Um, right and so you know when someone asks me you know, why are we doing it this way? Or why don't you do it like that? You know, I have to go, oh, or why can't we do it this way? You know, I, I have mm-hmm. to tell myself, all right, well, they're trying to help. And is there some validity to what they're saying? And sometimes there is, you know. Uh, right. But yeah, it, it's definitely tough, especially if you've got someone that you respect, that you've worked with for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. You know. It, it's it's unique in today's day and age to find some of the somebody that you can really ride into battle with somebody that you 
trust that has your back you know and you mm-hmm. i think a lot of times in a situation like that we tend to get defensive on someone else's behalf you know yeah it's very yeah. hard not to do yeah. in all honesty on behalf of like no this is the way that we do it and this is the way that works for us and look at our numbers and we're one of the top performing stores and yeah leave us alone but um yeah through this transition period you know we're all kind of just smiling and nodding and doing what we're told and you know you know eventually uh the transition team will uh, be on to the next store and we'll be able to go back to doing things you know the way that works for us and the way that we can monetize and perform at our at our stores best so um you know i mean it's it was just a stressful fucking day and you caught me at the worst time <laughs> when you texted me and you messaged me and said you uh, asked me if i was ready i was literally in the middle of making my um nightly shake i started to um i talked about this on the last episode about how i'm doing my shake at the, at the end of the day uh-huh. um just as a way to like boost some extra calories because not that it makes me feel full but it is easier for me to eat uh real food and still be hungry compared to downing like a you know 900 calorie smoothie in the morning and then trying to fit the rest of my food in um you know and I'm, i'm kind of flirting with the idea of going up a weight class um getting out of the 148 weight class and going up to 165 um, you know, it, it's going to be a new, a whole new realm. Um, but you know, I'm flirting, I'm flirting with the idea. And part of it is just the stress of n- trying to maintain my weight as well as improve my performance. Um, you know, I, I've always have it in the back of my head. Like, you know, I have a meet coming up. I'm planning on doing one in December of this year. Um, and, you know, so in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, I know you're eating this much and you're, you're training hard and whatnot and, you know, you're training as much as I can, but, you know, you, you still got to make weight come December. So don't get, you know, don't go too off of the rails. Don't, you know, um, I guess just get too heavy, you know, cause what it comes down to is it's not really composition. It's, um, it's just flat out weight, you know, um, when you're competing for a bodybuilding show, you're, you got to get lean and you still got to make a certain weight, but you, you mainly have to get lean. Um, and the leanness is what shows, but when you're competing in a powerlifting meet, you know, you have to weigh you. It doesn't matter if it's mostly fat or mostly muscle. You just have to weigh a certain weight yeah, and, or be under a certain weight. And it's, um, I I don't like it. I don't like knowing I have to uh, weigh a certain amount, and I've never been more than 100, 165. So that's why I'm uh, I'm playing with the idea of just kind of going no holds bar and just trying to just fucking crush calories and crush training and just seeing what I can push my body to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you uh, you compete in RPS powerlifting, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's RPS. What is their uh, weigh-in time? So it depends meet to meet. I've gone to some meets that are so small 
that you have to weigh in the day of just because there's not enough competitors that they don't feel like it's worth doing a, a day before weigh in. Okay. But most meets you can weigh in the day before. Okay. Um, generally, it's been between like 11 a.m. and noon or 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. is generally around where you, what the time you can weigh in, which pretty much falls to about about 20 hours 20 to 24 hours before the meet starts um so you can weigh in a full day before which is nice because then you just go and fucking carb load and right you just eat like you know you just eat and it's it's fun yeah yeah um, and I, I mean i know there's like some huge variances between weigh-ins between different federations like some of mm-hmm. I, I think there's still federations out there that do like two hour weigh-ins <clears throat> <clears throat> and there's yeah. other ones that do it's like 24, maybe even 48 hour weigh-ins. I'm not sure about the 48. Oh, good lord! I know there's. Yeah, I know, it seems I know a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I could put a lot of weight on in 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, well, and some of these people, especially the heavier weight classes, are able to lose like, dude, like practically a weight class and then put it back on. Which, yeah, dude, that's super yeah. sketchy. And it's one of those things where. Well, they also RPS also has rules where if you lose more than twenty percent of your body weight okay. and you're going for a world record, yeah. you have to weigh in after your world record. Oh, lift. okay. Yeah, so like, cause they don't want that same thing happening of people losing like a shit ton of weight, right? And then, um, you know, like blasting a fucking world record, like somebody who competes in the one at you know one sixty three, one sixty four cutting all the way down to 148 and then um you know within 24 hours going back up to 163 164 just because they were depleted of water and then crushing a 148 uh record um but i mean i I, i'm not doing the math in my head that might be less than 20 percent yeah yeah yeah. you know you get the point like if you're if you're losing more than 20 percent um which I mean, on 200 pounds is 40 pounds. So if you're 200 pounds, you're coming down to 160. Like, Dude. that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of weight to cut for a meet. Yeah. And then, so I don't know. It's um. Well, like, uh, there was a big meet here recently where, uh, you know who John Hack is? I don't. Okay. I'm not familiar he's, a, with him. Uh, he's a pretty popular, pretty big power lifter. He's in the 181 class right now. And okay. uh, he's uh, I think he does IPF and USAPL. I'm not sure about USAPL. I know he does IPF. And okay, the dude is a monster. He benches <laughs> like 500 pounds, and he weighs like what? Is that I the weigh. dude? Is that Bobo yes, Swaggins? That's him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I know who you're talking about. I follow him on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. So, like, so you know that he just broke a 2,000 pound total. At 181. Yes. Now. Yes, which is fucking that's insane. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, now, the crazy thing is, like, so when I saw the picture of him, I think it was when he did his deadlift, I was like, dude, he looks huge. So I was mm-hmm. listening to another podcast, and they were comparing him to Jesse Norris, who's, dude, just a, a he's also a monster. He's unfortunately got some back issues that's kept him from competing for a while but um 
Anyway, Jesse competed in the uh, 198s, and okay. I was thinking, man, John looks like a, in this picture, in this picture of him, you know, from the deadlift, he looks huge. He looks definitely bigger than a 181. It turns out, like, right. he had a pretty good weight cut. Like, they said he was actually, like, <laughs> he was struggling kind of hard that day because he cut so much weight, and that he was actually walking around pretty similar to what Jesse Norris generally walked around at. He just did a bigger cut. And, right. uh, yeah, kind of crazy, man. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so uh, I tagged you in my Facebook and Instagram story today um, for my squats. Today was, like, the first real session that I did with my knee wraps. Um, and I, I'm still getting good at uh rapping especially for myself to rap myself a lot of people don't like rapping their own knees um you know i i don't mind it. it it seems to be working pretty good um thus far from the few times that i have squatted with them and uh you know one thing i noticed is like i'm gonna have to get into a a good routine with wrapping them exactly the same every single time yeah um and i've started to develop a little bit of a pattern um that i can do kind of crisscrossing um but i'm 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 taking what i'm reading and learning from other people and just kind of like i don't want to say i'm putting my own spin on it but i'm just kind of feeling it out and literally wrapping it squatting and seeing how that felt and then paying attention to how I wrapped it and how that felt. And there were a couple wraps that I did this morning that um, I did one at 300. And I think I did like four or five reps at 300. And it was like right after the first rep, I could feel the wrap like sliding down my right leg. Uh. So I was like losing all of the support in my right, on my right knee. And it was just like tight wrap it it just it's like you can tell um imagine your knee sleeves just like sliding down yeah um you know what i mean like it you can you can just like feel like there's no more support there um and then the next set was like 315 for five and that was like the best wrap of my whole squad session like um, they didn't come undone at all. They didn't slide down my leg at all. They like stayed perfectly tight the whole time. There was enough pressure behind my knee. Um, you know, it, it felt like the best way to describe it is if it almost feels like you're sitting down and doing a box squat with knee wraps. Uh, that's what that's what squatting with knee wraps almost feels like. Is that, but that the box is coming up against the back of your knee. Um, Like, it literally feels like you just can't, you get to a point in your depth, and you just can't go any further, but not because you physically can't squat any further, but because, like, there's so much stuff behind your knee, you just can't compress it anymore. Okay, I got you. (laughs) And, right, and then as soon as you just, like, reverse that motion, I don't know, like, it's not like you don't feel it in your knees any at all. It's just like there's no tension in your knees. I feel like it's nothing like a leg press, but it's almost similar to a leg press in that 
you almost have to stabilize less. I don't know. I'm going to have to do it more and pay more attention to how I feel during it. But, like, thus far, I'm feeling like, um, you know, it's definitely a different animal. You know, my squat feels a little bit different than a normal squat. But I just feel, like, not safer, but, like, um, secure, more sturdy, more strong. I don't know. It, it's weird. Right. So it's it's yeah. All right. Now you asked me briefly about knee sleeves on the last episode, and I didn't really yes, did. dig yep. into that too much. But uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just finished doing my squats today, and I actually backed off the weight a little bit because I've been working on this uh, project in my garage, building my son a bed, and it's completely mm-hmm. taken over the garage. Uh, Dude, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> that thing is pretty gnarly. It, uh, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. And uh, I forget if I posted the video or not, but I set it up, and it, it's huge. It's like, uh, for the listeners, it's like uh, the frame of a house made out of two-by-fours and, like, a picket fence, like, around most of it with just, like, an open doorway. Um, they call it a Montessori bed. But anyway, ended up being way more work than I uh, anticipated. <laughs> but but it, it definitely ended up working out well in the end, and my son loved it. He walked into the room, and he was like, I mean, he he was, like, shrieking. <laughs> he, was, he was, like, in love. Like, every time he would walk in that night, he would do it again. So that made it, wow. you know, That's totally awesome. worth it. Oh, yeah. But, uh. Yeah, so anyway, the last time that I did um, squats, I did, I worked with uh, 225, and I think I did like one or two sets of 10, and then the last set, I think I got like eight, and, you know, I uh, started thinking, and I'm like, you know, I really need to, if I'm going to work on building volume, I need to pick a weight that I can be sure that I finish my, uh, my sets, and that that brought me to a concept that I've been thinking about this week about earning your plates. You know, don't, uh, you know, a lot of times we want to just throw the 45s on there. You know, we mm-hmm. want to get that nice round number. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's the 300-pound squat or the, you know, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the right mentality like sometimes it can help us with that mind game to help us push a little bit but if you get too far out of that sometimes maybe you'd be better off working at a lower weight where you can control the weight better and working your way up to all those 45s so Mm -hmm. i did that today i backed off the weight to 205 which you know to me, that's <laughs> historically speaking, that's not really a great amount of weight for me. But today was kind of rough, and I didn't wear my knee sleeves either. And it took me a minute. Mm-hmm. So you were just like fully raw then. I, I actually did the first set without my belt either. So oh, yeah, damn. like, and I actually wasn't thinking about the sleeves. I was thinking about the belt, and I was like, okay, well. And then I finish a set, and I'm like, damn, that was hard. Like, why was that so hard? This is 205. <laughs> this is like nothing, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. and then I realized, I'm like, man, I've been squatting with 
my knee sleeves for a long time. Like, I'll do, you know, I'll do some work without a belt sometimes. You know, I do all my warm-ups without a belt. Um, I usually go up to my, like, all the way up to my last warm-up without a belt. Um, okay. Because I find, like, if I do all of my warm-ups without the belt, and then I go to do my set, sometimes my bracing is a little off. So I find it's useful to do that last warm-up set and kind of, like, in a way, warm up my bracing, too. You're not really warming it up, but just kind of reminding your body of what it's supposed to do. Right. It's a different technique, bracing with a belt versus... Yeah. But, back... digress back to the uh, knee sleeves so yeah dude i was thinking about it afterwards and because i did throw the belt on after that first set and i uh but i didn't put the knee sleeves on and i was like man those are helping out more than i thought so mm-hmm. it, it really makes you think about weak points and what you might need to work on and uh i know you did was it a month or two months without a belt here recently it's been yeah so this week i just re i just decided to seriously incorporate it again um and i'm still taking the same approach as you beltless up to my working sets um you know uh i i started out doing that got out of the habit of that and then i think i developed some problems from that um excuse me but um yeah it was about four four or five weeks that I went um and I just didn't even touch the belt and just focused on the core I was I was training every other day mm-hmm. uh, total body total body workouts every other day and I was just I was doing ab work every other day um and some of the core some of the staple ab movements that I've been doing have been like simple ones like um, you know, bird dogs to help you stabilize, mm-hmm. um, planks and just making sure that my hips are tilted forward. Um, you know, your hips can do two things. Um, they can tilt backwards, which is imagine doing a hip thrust, mm-hmm. um, and trying to, you know, push your junk forward. Um, that's, that would be your hips tilting backwards and then your hips can tilt forwards and your hips tilting forwards is like a um, Instagram model trying to get a good <laughs> a good picture of like the nice butt shape right, right. Uh, in the mirror. And when you're in a plank, you don't want your hips to tilt forward. Um, you know, like the Instagram model, you want your tips to hold, tilt backwards. And part of the way that you do that is you you squeeze the glutes. So anyway. Um, just doing regular planks, making sure that my hips are tilted backwards and my tailbone is tucked. Um, and, uh, and then doing that position with like rotating planks. Um, and those three things like were pretty much all that I did for my core. Um, you know, and I was just, it's just like heavy focus for four or five weeks. Um, and I did it every time I'd work out, I would train my core and it was just stabilization like that. And then none of my lifts, I used a belt, and I came out of that, you know, pretty, uh, pretty solid now. I mean, in the beginning, at the first week, like, I couldn't put my socks on because uh, my lower back was so tight oh, wow. in the mornings. Like, I would, I, 
you know, now I can stand up out of bed in the mornings and put my socks on. My lower back's still kind of tight. Um, but five weeks ago, um, you know, I'd get out of bed and I would have to sit on the edge of the bed and really struggle to put my socks on just because my back was so tight and it wasn't like chronic back pain. You know what I mean? It was just like so, so incredibly tight. And I think part of that was tight hip flexors, um, as you know, as well. Uh, but yeah, um, I totally just lost my train of thought right there. Um, we were talking, we were about, talking the belt. about the belt, and beltless work, uh, finding weak points yes. and how sometimes you lose a piece of gear and it helps you determine like, man, I need to work mm-hmm. on that. I need to work on that area. Exactly. And what you said earlier about earning your plates, um, you know, I'm going to pose an argument to go the other way. Um, I think that too many people can use it as an excuse to not put that extra two and a half pounds on to not put that extra five pound plate on the bar you know what I mean I think that um you really have to look at yourself and decide what kind of person you are are you the person who's going to use that as an excuse to say no I really should you know scale it back and maybe instead of doing 185 pound squats I'm going to do 135 squats you know today because I should I should scale it back and focus on form and you know I'm the first one to say, focus on form and get good mechanics and improve your mobility and be able to do the movement that you're trying to do well before you overload it. But at the same time, don't use as a use that as an excuse to just cheat yourself um, and just like not care. Um, you know, I, I there's people I know people who just like do it to fucking do it and do it to go through the motions. And it's just like it. It irks me because it's like, hey, um, you know, you're. Uh, I understand that like you're doing it, and like that's good, and you you think you're doing good for yourself, and but like you're just going through the motions, and you're not going to get very far if you just go through the motions. And you know, somebody who kind of has that mentality can can take that approach to it and just say, well, you know, fuck it, I'm working on working on the form, and you know. Even if you're not working on the form, you know. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said you have to determine what type of person you are, like how, what your Mm -hmm. personality is. Are you the type of person that you're going to push, 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 push all the time? Mm -hmm. Are you the type of and your relationship to the exercise? That too. Yeah. If it's uh, exercise that you that you dread doing. Uh, mm-hmm. if it's, uh, you know, say you work squat, bench, deadlift and you, maybe you hurt yourself on deadlifts in the past. So you've always kind of like shied away from it since then, or maybe your bench has always been weak. So when bench day comes around, you're not excited about it, you know, or you tend to skip it more than the other days. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody skips bench more than the other days, but that's a bad example. I probably do. <laughs> I probably do. I'm probably one of the few that do that. I fucking hate bench. Uh, I mean, dude, I just fucking hate bench. <clears throat> so I'm actually at a point. I used to hate bench because I was terrible at it. Um, and I'm like, so I saw a post the other day that said, work your strengths. 
and you know mm -hmm. just hammer and you know become as strong as you can with it and when I read it I thought you know I don't know if I agree with that I, because what's worked for me like I've and granted I think it depends on what you're trying to do as well like the guy that posted right. this he's very single-minded like he will pick a sport that he wants to do and he'll just crush it you know but mm -hmm. for you and me and the general population we just want to be like strong and healthy and look good you know we're right. not trying to be right. like a football player or, you know whatever um mm -hmm. and i think for the majority of the population what you need to work on is your weak points you know you're you're talking to a guy that like dude i remember when I first started doing bench in my garage, when I was, or not my garage, uh, a basement in this house I was renting, my uh, buddy accidentally loaded 95 pounds on the bar, and I was just like, dude, what are you doing? You almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I was like 20 years old at the point, or 21 maybe. Um, mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I was 12. But, uh, you know, bench a lot more than that now, but man, you really got to hammer away at those weaknesses, and like, you know, right now, the one that I'm struggling with more is definitely squats, you know. Um, and I'm, mm -hmm. I find I'm really enjoying bench. Not that I have a huge bench, but it's one of my goals right now. Or my next goal is to break that 300-pound barrier on bench. And uh, mm -hmm. so I'm really prioritizing that at the moment um, while also trying to moderately build leg strength and not forget about everything else too right um i think you know i i do agree with you on the focus on your weak points um but that could bring that could bring you down um i know that if i were to solely focus on the shit that i suck at um you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't enjoy <laughs> working out <laughs> like, yeah. as much as I do when I can also focus on my strengths. And I don't know if it's even necessarily. I would go and say focus on your weak points. I would say um, I think a better way to approach it is work on improving your weak points, but focus on your strengths. Um, and you know. Double down on your strengths, but also focus on improving your weaknesses when it comes to, and this is particularly f just fitness, the fitness aspect of things. I think, it, you know, it, you should take a different approach when we're talking about, um, you know, I, I don't know, something else in life. But um, when we're particularly talking about fitness, because, you know, even if you have a good relationship with it, like I feel like I have a pretty damn good relationship with exercise. Um, I enjoy it. I have fun. Um, you know, I like lifting. But I think that if I were to solely focus and put 100% of my focus on the shit that I suck at to make that better and just kind of like dibble-dabble in the shit that I'm good at because I'm good at it, um, I don't think I would have as much fun uh, because I would want to be doing more of the stuff that I'm good at. And so... Um, you know, if you suck at it and you want to get good at it, then so be it. But if you suck at it and you're like, nah, I don't really care all that much. I like squatting better than I like benching. 
and I'm good at squatting, so I'm going to focus on that, then fine, do that. Um, you know, or vice versa. If you're like, man, I suck at squatting, uh, but I'm pretty good at benching, so I just want to I want to put my focus on benching, but I'm not necessarily going to neglect squatting. Hey, do it. Yeah. Uh, because if at the end of the day, if you can cultivate that positive relationship with with the exercise right and with exercise in general then that's what's going to carry you the furthest versus you know force feeding yourself the shit that you you don't like yeah and so to clarify when i say like focusing on a weakness i don't mean forget everything else and don't work on your strengths of course yeah i mean put a little more intention into it than you would have otherwise and Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely have to do the things that you enjoy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I mean, you're not, you're just not going to come back if you come in and you're dreading every workout. Uh, nobody wants to do that. But I do think that a really important part of personal growth comes from working on those weaknesses and um, kind of transforming yourself. Like, when you make a transformation that is like... Um, just something that really was a weak point and you turn it into a strength it is just such a dude it's such a big mental win um Mm -hmm. it just really it's a game changer to me you know it's like uh i don't know it's like one of those high school experiences where you know maybe you were Maybe somebody outsmarted you and you always felt dumb after that. And so you started to read a lot. Maybe that that helped motivate you. Um, And then eventually you become a a lot more intellectual. That's probably not a good example, but you know what I mean? Oh, dude, no, I I totally know what you mean. I mean, it's, it's so satisfying to suck at something and then practice it to get better at it and then come back on a different time yeah. and crush it. Yeah. It is so satisfying. Um, I 100% agree with you. And like you put, put yourself in, in any position and think about that. You know, I, you go to the golf course and you suck at golf and you take a year to practice your swing and practice the game of golf and you come back to the same event and you're a totally different player and you crush it. Like, it's so satisfying because it's like all of that work paid off all of the hard work, all of the times that you doubted yourself, all of the times of, uh, I'm not too sure about this paid off. And that feeling is just, you get an adrenaline rush. Oh yeah. You just feel like you're crushing it. You know, you're just like, Mm -hmm. dude, this is, I mean, (laughs) it's, I don't know. It's just such a satisfying feeling to know that you've yeah. truly accomplished something that you've come from, you know, from a one or a two to, you know, maybe even just an eight or a nine, maybe not even a 10, but maybe on your, mm-hmm. maybe for you personally, it's like a 12. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think, I think when it comes to strength and fitness that you got to find the mind games that work for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I think runners do have to do this a lot. They have to to like help get them through those like uh, like marathons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You've got to sit there and go, okay, oh, yeah. well, I only have to do this five more times. Okay, I'm halfway. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like these little... Right, uh, right, right. Like for me, yeah. I always tend to... Or when I was doing uh, like CrossFit stuff, stuff that was like longer but also intense, I had to like... Mm-hmm. I'd do all these little math games while I was doing the workout. I'd be like, all right, I'm a third of the way through. Okay, I'm halfway through. Okay, more than yep. halfway there. Yep, exactly. But yeah, whatever works for you, you know. that That's part of how you make it fun which is what makes you keep coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you guys do anything fun for, uh, Labor Day this weekend? So, uh, yeah, for Labor Day, we ended up doing hurricane prep, which was, uh, pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. In all seriousness, uh, they were originally talking hurricane Dorian was going to be, uh, it was a cat five at one point. And uh, it blew through last night and was not much more than a regular storm. A little bit of wind, a little bit of rain. (laughs) And it was just completely anticlimactic. Wow. So, yeah. um, But we were trying to get everything all... Well, I was trying to finish that bed because that bed was taking up a huge part of the garage. And I wanted to get both cars in the garage. So I finished it, and then the garage was a huge mess because I spent (laughs) literally seven hours sanding one day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because remember you said something that you're – because you were using an orbital sander. Yeah, I think – And your hand was, like, (laughs) numb or something. Yeah, I think I told you my hand felt like it was just going to fall off. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time. My my neighbor oh, yeah. actually walked over with her dog at one point and I'm when I do projects or when I'm working on stuff, I tend to get really into it and she walked right up into the garage with her dog. And you didn't, and I didn't notice. even notice and I think like the third wow. time she said my name I like happened to see her out of my peripheral vision. I was like, Oh hey, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're that dad. Uh, you're like, you're that dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> so this is something that, oh actually, gosh. I'm glad you brought that up, because I wanted to ask yeah. you, since you're a family man as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first, I'll tell you kind of how I am, and I'm curious, like, how you approach things like this. So a project like okay. that bed, it ended up taking mm-hmm. a significant amount of time. Um, it kind of snowballed on me originally. I was just going to do it real quick, and it didn't end up working out that way. <clears throat> right. But uh, I decided I wanted to make amazing. something really nice. Oh, yeah. And sturdy. Don't want my bed to fall down on my son. But, uh, yeah, of course not. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I've had different times in my life, and I've been training for a number of years, over a decade now. Um, where I've had things at home that just needed attention that were pretty big projects. And I have a hard time doing anything halfway. So I have a tendency to just put everything into it. Um, And by putting everything into it, that means that my fitness, my gym tends to suffer. So like I mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier in the episode, uh, I hadn't worked out for about two weeks 
because every spare minute I had, I was working on that bed project. Um, yeah. So the upside to that is it took me two weeks instead of a month or or a month and a half, two months. The downside mm-hmm. is two weeks without training means you're going to have a solid week of, well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what what is your approach when you have things like that that are going to take a significant amount of time? Do you take more of a uh, little bit at a time approach or... Um, I'm very, very much like you in that, uh, when it's time to do the project, I'm balls to the wall. Um, you know, we're going to do this until it's done. And a lot of the projects that I've done have been stuff that I can do in two to three weeks. And I'm particularly talking about the, those deadlift platforms that I've been building with that time frame um you know most of the time i can get a platform done in two weeks uh the big ones that i did for gold's gym in totoa that i budgeted like a month four weeks for me to do that just because they were so big yeah. um you've got some pictures and I of needed, those on I, your instagram right yeah yeah on the i think probably on both my woody fit and the woody fit so my the the Instagram that I have for the platforms is WoodyFit underscore platforms. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, when I was doing that, I definitely wasn't working out as much. Um, o- only because, you know, I had these projects to get done. So I just kind of accepted that I was going to work out when I could. Um, and I would budget that in, you know, like today... Um, I'm going to do a morning workout or or whatever, or a shortened workout, or, or I'm just going to squat. Um, you know, there are days where, that, where I would just squat or I would just deadlift just so that I could do a movement yeah. and um, still practice and still stay on top of practicing, but it just wasn't a full workout. And I was okay with that because there's other stuff going on. Yeah. And, you know, like right now, um, even though there's no projects going on, um, in the, at this point with um, a newborn and two other children at home um, I'm I have to pretty much work out in the mornings just because I don't want to spend my evenings out in the garage working out um, you know I'd like to spend some time with my family and be help be as helpful as I can and when I go out in the garage and do that you know I can't um, I can't obviously be there. And that being said, um, my workouts have to be in the morning and they have to be a certain length. And this is going to be for at least, you know, like eight, nine, 12 months that it's going to be like this. Um, so although it's not a project, it's a, it's a big lifestyle change a little bit. And, um, so I'm, I'm, comfortable with the fact that this is the lowest amount of volume that I've ever done um, in terms of exercise and you know my body's going to adapt a certain way and you know I'm going to do what I can to progress and get stronger and get bigger uh, but at the end of the day I am prioritizing something else right now 
So if I want to see the progress, uh, if I want to see different progress, then what I'm going to see, I'm going to have to prioritize the exercise. And because, you know, you can't always have your cake and eat it too. Right. Um, sometimes you have to sacrifice. And, um, you know, sometimes you don't have to sacrifice, you know, just because you can fit everything in. But when you can't, you just, you know, to me, it's part of, you only have so much time in the day. Yeah. Right. Realistic time. And, you know, you want to get the most out of those hours. And if, um, you know, in, in my opinion, taking two weeks off to um, build a bed for your, for your son and seeing the enjoyment out of it um, is so much better than not doing it or doing it over two months and still working out. Yeah. Uh, and I just kind of see it like that. Like if I'm really, if I'm in the middle of a serious workout, like, you know, if I'm in the middle of really training hard, mm -hmm. then whatever project I'm doing is just going to take a little bit longer. Yeah. And I need to accept that and I need to budget that into my time for it to take longer. But if what I'm training at the moment is not super serious, mm -hmm. um, maybe I'm not getting ready for a meet. Maybe I'm just kind of training to train. Um, then maybe I'll prioritize whatever I'm doing um, over the exercise. But it, it, it just kind of really, at the end of the day, depends on um, where I am and what I'm getting ready for, if I'm getting ready for anything. Yeah. And, you know, I I think it's worth mentioning that Sometimes when you come back from stuff like that, it may surprise you what happens. And so mm -hmm. I already talked about sort of my fail squat day today. Or not really fail, because I mm -hmm. got all three sets of 10. And that was what I was going for. It was tough, but I did it. Mm -hmm. um, but my first day back, which was two days ago, I decided, you know what, I'm enjoying bench right now, so I'm going to start off by doing bench. And I said, all right, well, I'm gonna, am I going to do the second week of the program? Because I was about a week into the program. Mm -hmm. And typically when I take, if I take like a week off, it's not as big of a deal. Like I'll pick up where I left off. Um, if I take more than a week off, I'll usually repeat what I did the last time. But uh, I just wanted a YOLO day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you know what? Like, for a long, long time, I just thought 185 for 10 would be a cool goal. And the last time I tried that, I was pretty deep into, uh, into a training program. And I got about eight reps, and I was, I was pretty happy with that at the time. <clears throat> so I decided, you know what, let me see what I can do today. You know, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. Um, dude, I pushed out 12 reps. I seen that. I see. I saw your post. I was like, damn, and that is some real shit. Then I was like, well, damn. Then I got greedy. <laughs> then I'm like, well, let's go. And here we 200. go with that earning the plates. I said, uh, you know, 
And I'm going to go see what I can do for 200. Now, previously, I think the <laughs> most I'd done for 200 was either three or five reps. I'm, I'm honestly not sure which. Um, right. You know, I know I've definitely hit it for three. So I got it for nine reps. And I Damn. was like, what the, where is this coming from? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it'll surprise you. Like, don't, don't beat yourself oh, yeah. up too much if you, and again, this definitely has to do with what type of personality you are. But like for right. me, if I miss a day of training, I'm thinking about it. It's in my head. And there's that, you know, mm-hmm. you got the, the shoulder angel and the shoulder devil. They're both yelling at me going, what are you thinking? What the fuck, dude? You were supposed to squat today. Now, other... <laughs> and they're both giving uh-huh. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy in the, uh, in the white dress, I mean, gown, he's just, uh, you know, he just doesn't curse as much, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, if you're one of those people like me that you tend to be pretty hard on yourself if you miss a day, mm-hmm. dude, it's not the end of the world. Just don't make a habit of it. Yeah. Um, with that, I think uh, this is a good good point to stop for this episode. Um, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, sounds good. I'm dead tired. I am mentally exhausted. I am surprised that we got 50 minutes into this <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't uh, mentally collapse. Um I'm almost there physically. I'm just beat, man. I'm beat. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening to Drive with Woody Fit and Bauer Power. Um, if you like the show, give us a positive rating and review. And keep your ear out for more fitness and dad's shit. Yeah. Keep uh, living, keep lifting, and keep listening. Hell yeah. <laughs>